Hey guys, and welcome to the Grow Podcast. We are so happy that you are here for a very short but special edition report coverage uh, for the podcast here today. So today, the big day uh, here in the grain world, we had our acreage report and quarterly stocks update. Uh, and so today we just wanted to give you a little bit of a quick dive on what those numbers look like, uh, you know, as we as we finish out here today. So today I have Reese Drenth joining me, um, who is a grain merchandiser here at Landis, uh, really to do a quick recap, like I said, of this report. Um, so Reese, let's go ahead first. I'll let you recap the numbers. Yeah, you bet. Good afternoon, Ashley. So quarterly stocks and acres report. So that's, um, you know, today's numbers reflect just those things. Um, first we'll look at corn stocks. So these are as of June 1st, and then they compile all the data and then they give it to us here on the last day of the month. So as of June 1st reported 4.1 billion bushels of corn stocks across the U S this is on the farm into the elevator. This is towards the low range of estimates. So the average estimate was 4.2 billion. The high was 4.4, the low was 4.0. So this is uh, definitely towards the low end of stocks and kind of a surprise actually to the low side, kind of indicating that uh, even with slow export pace of corn, we are still using corn in this country every day at a, at a pretty high clip. Uh, soybeans, they came in at 796 million bushels. Okay, that is towards the low range, uh, the low end of the range as well. The low range was 750 flat, average was 812, and the high was 920 million bushels. So at 796, you know, call it 800 million bushels, again, um, very, very low, lower than expected. And obviously soybean usage uh, has been very strong this year, had an export sale announced again already uh, this morning. So uh, we are using beans without a doubt. On to the uh, acreage. This is uh, probably the biggest mover of markets here today. You had corn acres at a whopping 94.1 uh, million. Okay, so this is up from, let's see, the March intentions of about 92. No one really saw this number coming. I mean, the high trade estimate for acres planted on corn was 93. So a full million more acres of corn being planted uh, in the U.S. this uh, this spring um, is, is what's pressuring the market. Again, that would be the biggest surprise in today's report. So I mean, acres... Um, you came in at 83.5. This again, uh, you know, wasn't as big of a surprise really as corn, but it's definitely a surprise to the low side. The low estimate was 87 million. So, um, you know, we came in at 83 and again, the low estimate was 87. So telling the story that some bean acres were definitely switched to corn in this country. And, um, you know, since the, I've seen some emails go through from broker wires trying to figure out and estimate next year's ending stocks already. So 2024 ending stocks and using trendline yields and 83 million acres of planted beans. Uh, it's very, very low, record low. So, you know, markets are reacting accordingly here, Ashley. Okay, Reese. So I want to just digest, you know, the market reaction here. So, you know, kind of initial reaction after the report had corn up three to four cents beans up 70. I mean, give us kind of a look at, you know, the rest of the day trade here. Yeah. So, you know, obviously this, this report is very bullish beans and pretty bearish corn. Um, typically, you know, with our pillar commodities here, it's very hard for one commodity to go up or down in a big way and the rest not follow suit. 
And so to me, the initial reaction of 83 million acres planted of beans and stocks on the lower end, skyrocketing beans, um, kind of brought corn up along for the ride, you know, up two to three cents to me, that says if I'm a corn market, I'm, I'm not that convinced I need to be here in the green today. And then really once the market started to digest, okay, what's my six to 10 day weather forecast? How much precipitation do I have? Combine that, how much precipitation chances do I have rather? And then combine that with 94 million acres of corn planted out there and a weather map that's as green as I've seen it since we put the crop in the ground. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty bearish. So right now you've got November beans up 77 and these corn down 20. That's a huge range. And, and I would call that kind of an anomaly, um, in the typical market, but we're trading the numbers uh, from the report. I mean, this is the reaction that, that we should have. So, you know, we talk a lot about, right, like these reports, um, especially, you know, you and I as originator and merchandiser, but I mean, let's talk in case we have people that, you know, maybe, maybe aren't farming, maybe are an ag agribusiness listening in, you know, why does this report, you know, really matter uh, with all the other industry news um, and weather talk right now? Yes, report matters because this is the acres number we're going to use until we get, you know, actual harvested acres. I mean, we, we got a, a harvested acres estimate today, but the next acres number we really talk about comes out, I believe, in December, the actual harvested acres that we took out of the ground. So this is important. I mean, these numbers are what we're going to use to try to solve our, you know, supply and demand problems and calculator carryouts. And this is typically one of the bigger market movers of the summer. And so uh, it, it's it's very important. You know, like I said earlier, when you start to combine these numbers with weather and, and the weather patterns, um, it tends to be pretty bleak for corn. I mean, rain is a good thing, right? Um, rain yeah. makes grain <laughs> typically, and it appears we're, we're going to get some here. And, um, you know, that's, that's viewed as uh, good for production and bad for prices. But one thing I will say about that, too, is we did not get a look at yield. Uh, on this report, okay, and I don't know quite off the top of my head. It's either July or August um, reports that'll come out with our our final yield estimate, right? Um, and we don't get a look at that today. So, you know, the USDA is still using one eight, close to 182 bushels to the acre on corn, and you know, over 60 bushel on beans. As it sits today, even if we get decent rains for the rest of the summer, which is you know looks like the next 10 days we will, but who knows about the rest of the summer? most of the market does not believe those yield numbers. Okay. So, um, you know, those would be trend line and above and uh, very rarely do we actually hit those. So you start to lob off maybe, you know, five, six, seven bushel of the acre on corn and a few bushel of the acre on beans. Um, specifically on corn, it begins to look a little tighter too. So we'll see how re the rest of the summer plays out, but this report really lays the groundwork, um, for how the next few months are going to trade. And, how we uh, how markets look before we turn the combines on. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always a this is always like a good fact check for my farmers, right? To get a little outside of their bubble of what they see their neighbors planting. Um, so that's why I always love these reports. Is it is it gives the farmer really right like outside of their perspective what's going on as far as what's being planted. Yeah, great point. So. Let's talk about the thing that I, I think I always love to hear from you is, do you think the farmer, do, do you think the, the trade expected this news today? 
Oh, I, I don't think it's really expected it at all. I mean, if you just look at, um, you know, the average trade guesses, they are way off, way off to the low side on soybeans and way off on the high side on corn. I mean, you're talking 4 million acres off on the low side on beans and a million acres of corn on the high side on corn. So this, uh, this caught a lot of people are off guard. I think folks were thinking between, you know, maybe some prevent plant and, you know, dryness issues, and then even um, too much rain issues there after the crop got in the ground in a, in a few spots in the country. Um, people were expecting to maybe see some more prevent plant, you know, put into the calculation and that's a lower acres numbers and not the case on corn anyway, maybe, maybe soybeans, but um, not the case on corn. So it's a big surprise. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's always somewhat of a big surprise, right? When, when the market reacts the way that it has today, um, you know, that's, uh, it always shows us that maybe we were truly prepared. The market, the trade wasn't truly prepared for what's going to happen. Right. I want to chat just a little bit, right. As we do have a lot of farmers that listen to this podcast. Um, how do we, you know, we always encourage things like offers and things like that going into a report, but I mean, tell us how important, you know, having conversations with farmers about working offers are before reports like this. How important is that? Uh, it's very important. I mean, you know, this report might not be the best example of that um, just because bean prices in particular could continue to rally here throughout the day. Um, and corn, you know, I doubt most farmers would have had a corn offer working at three cents above the market, um, you know, pre-report. But, you know, the next few days are going to be really, really volatile. Okay, yeah, you've got a weekend here worth of weather to trade or lack thereof, uh, depending on what happens. You've got um, uh, normal hours Sunday night into Monday, and then no trade on Tuesday, and a hard open on month or on Wednesday, which tends to lead to some volatility too. So, you know, just because corn's down twenty here and beans are up seventy does not mean we're done with volatility uh, for the next few days and the short holiday week next week. So, offers would be a great way to you know not even necessarily cover your risk, but just see what happens and uh, take advantage if something crazy happens Sunday night, or something crazy happens on the open um, Wednesday morning. Um, what I like to say about offers is um, your chances of hitting the highs um, or close to the highs on wild trade days are slim to none if you're just calling in uh, to your local elevator or the grow grain team or your, your, your um, grain buyer. Slim to none if you're calling in. If you got an offer working, who knows what could happen. Uh, the moment it hits, it triggers a futures contract or cash contract is generated and bang. I mean, it's um, easily said and done versus, you know, while that phone's ringing, the dial tone could be costing you five, 10 cents. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. So maybe today's not, you know, the best example of that, but uh, we've got a lot of volatility coming up here that um, offers would be that. A, a great tool to capture that volatility. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think one last piece that I just would love to get your your thoughts on here as we kind of, you know, end this podcast is I just would love to chat about Deese Corn a little bit here. Um, you know, we're talking less than nine days ago, right? We saw kind of the last current high, 629 on the futures. Um, right now as we're speaking, Deese is trading around 507. Um, I mean, that's pretty solemn here as a farmer, right? 
Um, so how does the farmer who probably has little to no new crop sold, um, you know, kind of get a rethinking pattern and, um, you know, I think it's always our advice, you and I, to to make a move. No move is still a, a decision, but you know, what's your advice for a guy that's, you know, maybe less than 10% sold heading in and, and we've lost a dollar twenty here on the board? Well, it certainly depends on what kind of rain coverage you've gotten uh, over the last few days. I would say most of our customer base uh, in our, you know, core trade area in central Iowa uh, this week has seen decent rain coverage. And so my guess is you start to feel a lot better about what you're going to produce per acre and what that means is revenue per acre. And that maybe, you know, five or six, these futures don't look as bad as they did nine days ago when it wasn't going to rain for the rest of time, right, is how it felt. So, um, you know, I would encourage folks to, um, you know, maybe take a hard look at you know, rain coverage and how your crops are looking and, um my guess is that it would probably make it a little easier to um, get some sales on the books and, and cover your risk that way. For those that maybe haven't seen the rain coverage and are still concerned about the condition of their crop, a day like today is, um, yeah, a pretty dismal. And, you know, I'd, um, uh, the strategy is probably a, a, a little different. I, I would say for those that have crop insurance, um, you know, at these levels, probably doesn't do anything for you, especially if you're concerned about your crop, right? But um, again, if if you only got 5 to 10% sold um, and you're looking at this forecast, which is very, very wet and with cooler temperatures, and you're thinking there's 94 million acres. Now, whether you believe that number or not, that's what the market's going to trade. Um, to me, that does not say, that does not scream out loud, corn needs to be five bucks. Corn futures need to be five bucks. That does, definitely doesn't scream out loud. Corn needs to be six bucks. So it might be a good idea to get another five, 10, even 15% sold. Uh, if you feel like you're going to have a decent crop and cover uh, some of this risk here to the downside, which, um, you know, what their markets giveth and they take it away and combine that with some acres, you know, I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's uh, pretty bearish. Yeah, we're kind of uh, ending here on a, on a negative note, but, you know, I hope that our listeners are, are able to take and digest some of these things that we've walked you through here um, after the report release. And Reese, I just thank you for hopping on here quick to just be able to walk our listeners through. And we always love grabbing your insight uh, here and appreciate what you do uh, merchandising our risk uh, here at Landis. Yeah, you bet. I hope uh, everyone has a happy and safe 4th of July and, um, you know, we're not, we're not done here by any means. The crop is not being harvested. So it's not all doom and gloom, but uh, today's numbers are, are telling and we need to digest it here for a bit. So thank yeah. you, Ashley. You bet. And hey, thanks to our listeners uh, for joining and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode from us.